Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,440. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars, or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYA and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Venice, California, Christina Brinkerhoff. Hey, Christina, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. All right. Christina Brinkerhoff is producing a documentary about her mother, a past Cars Yeah guest, Renee Brinkerhoff, as she conquers seven continents driving in a 1956 Porsche 356. They are fresh off of the 36-day Peking to Paris Endurance Rally that took place this past summer. The next challenge will be in Kenya in the East African Safari Classic Rally, which is a nine-day, 5,000-kilometer run through Kenya and Tanzania. Prior to Africa, Renee ran La Carrera Panamericana when she was on the show a couple of years ago. We talked about that in Mexico. She's since run the Targa Tasmania in Australia and the Caminos del Inca in South America. They will challenge the Antarctica Ice Challenge in 2021. That should be interesting. Christina is a graduate of the USC Film School and a former talent agent. Through their Valkyrie Gives Foundation, she and her mom raise awareness of and funding for efforts against the global problem of child trafficking. So, Christina, I have told our listeners just a little bit about what you're up to with mom. This is really fantastic. Take a moment, would you, and share a little bit more about your career and a passion you have for documentaries and hopefully automobiles, too. Yeah. So I joined this wild ride back in 2012, 
in my mom's first rally ever. Um, her baptism of fire of La Carrera Panamericana. She brought me down because I know how to use a camera. And so I, I went down with her and documented her first race before she had her three, five, six of her own. And then I, you know, my career led me in a different direction. And then I got involved in a much more significant way a year ago, October. And I went down to shoot Camino Salinka in Peru, um, which was 10 days, I believe about 4,500 kilometers, probably 4,000 kilometers through the Andes in Peru. And that was an unbelievably challenging, spectacular race. And then this last summer, we did Peking to Paris, which was 36 days from Beijing to Paris. And now we're headed to the East African Classic Safari Rally in about 12 days, kind of terrifyingly soon. So that's a little bit about what we're doing. And we're doing it all. You know, it's a world record attempt, you know, one car, one driver, seven continents. And we're doing it all to raise awareness and give funds to, to fight child trafficking. So that's the heart behind it. So a lot of my time is, is split with between the foundation and then all the operations for Valkyrie Racing. And then also there's the documentary piece. So yeah, yeah. that's a total mouthful, but <laughs> <laughs> that's the short version. Well, back when you are in film school, did you ever dream this was something that you'd end up doing with your mom? Was that even on a radar back then? No, and her racing, her this insane idea had, hadn't percolated in her mind or she hadn't told any of us yet. So I had no clue. I had no yeah. clue I'd be doing this. Life has a funny way of turning itself around on you. Well, it's really fascinating to me. I've had a lot of siblings of parents, um, children of parents on the show, racers and their sons, even had a mom racer and her son racer. And so this is great when the family gets involved and Having Renee on the show uh, was fascinating, and I've actually done a lot of keynote speeches to groups since then, and she's one of the stories I talk about because the theme of my keynote speaks are what I've learned after 1,400 conversations, and she's one of those. Um, I, I found her story interesting. For you listeners, you can go back and find her on the Cars Yow website. She was guest number 785 back on June 5th, 2017. All the past shows are documented on the Cars Yow website where you can go back and enjoy the stories of all these fascinating, inspiring automotive enthusiasts I've had on the show. Well, let's start your journey, Christina, by asking you for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Christina, grab the wheel. Well, I, I it's one thing I say to myself pretty often is that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. And I think that is um, something that I hold on to and that I think a lot of life we spend striving or pushing ourselves or not really resting in where we are. And so I think even in Mongolia, I'm like, this is, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And, and that for me is, I don't know, I find some rest in that. You know, this is an interesting topic for me specifically. And, and, the guest that I just had on yesterday, we talked, or actually it was a week ago, uh, Vanita, an uh, interesting young woman, and we talked about this. We talked about, or she shared a story of anxiety and stress and these uh, attacks that she would have, and she didn't understand what was happening and why, and she runs a very fast-paced life, and one of the things that the doctor told her was, you need to rest and relax a little bit and just be in the moment. And your words ring really true to me because I had the racer Tommy Kendall on the show 
He was my 500th guest, and he came back and interviewed me on my 1,000th show. We kind of twisted the mics up a little bit. It was was fun. And his parting words of advice were very much like yours, and they never left my mind. You are perfect for this moment. Basically what you just said. That's good. So, yeah. so let me ask you, because I find these words of yours really powerful, especially for people that are getting caught up in dwelling on the past or the future, not knowing what's coming or being angry about something that happened in the past they could have done differently or somebody did something to you. How do you get to that mindset? Is it as simple as saying those words to yourself or is there something else you go through to get yourself into that moment? Well, I I have that is a longer answer, but I don't know how long that I've had this sense, but I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis a couple of years ago. And that seismically just completely changed my life. And so I think that moment and then the career change and my life change, and that happened when I was 30, I'm 32 now, completely altered my life. And so I, I think part of that sense that I got was, is what you get when you go through big challenges in life, right? When you go through the things that change your life and you can look back and go, oh, okay. Like I'm A, I'm grateful. B, I, I understand to the degree that I can. And C, hopefully you have some sort of peace in what is, is, right? And so I think that's probably <laughs> the real answer of how I have gotten there. And in terms of how I stay there, it's mostly just prayer, right? Or just understanding that, you know, it's a journey. It's a journey and, and we are where we're supposed to be right now. You know, I find it really wonderful and that you have this attitude. Uh, there's an old saying that goes, if you are depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. And if you're at peace, you're living in the present. And it's so true. It's exactly what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. I don't always, I'm not always able to stay in that, Mark. Like, <laughs> oh, you mean you're not perfect? Re- <laughs> yeah. I am so far from that. And I spent a whole lot of life trying to remember that. Yes, but, yes. Um, but definitely, I do think it's a mantra of yeah. mine, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's it's wonderful. And I'm glad you've reminded me of that. I try every day to do that for myself. Stop and be in that moment. Be grateful for that moment. And one of the ways I think we all can do it is by being grateful for what we have, mm-hmm. just stopping and being grateful because it kind of, well, it doesn't kind of, it erases all the negativity around you, even if it's just for that minute that you're thinking about what you're grateful for. So thanks for sharing that. That's wonderful. Would you share a story with us that, I usually ask my guests this question, a story that instigated your passion for cars. Now, you told me before we got together here, you're not a super big car fanatic like perhaps your mom's become or like I am or something. So maybe I twist this up a little bit if you'll allow me. What was the story behind the moment that you decided, I want to do this project with my mom. I want to document this incredible thing she's doing, this historic thing she's doing, record setting in many ways. Uh, is there a pivotal moment when you kind of clicked and said, this is what I want to do with my life right now? Yeah, I'll say two things. One, I I am a car fanatic in that I am in love with classic cars. Oh, good. I'm not (laughs) your traditional, like I don't, but I absolutely, if if you spend as much time as I do around them, you cannot but fall in love with them. So (laughs) I definitely am am a huge car fanatic in that respect. And then in terms of 
Well, I mean, I think I would be crazy not to go on this journey with my mom. It's, it is life altering and unbelievable. And I was, you know, I was in Mongolia in the Gobi desert in a chase car coming up upon her car with a herd of camels. And I mean, those moments you're like, I can't believe I get to do this. I can't believe, I can't believe that's my mom. It's like an apparition that she's, you know, like she's in the middle of the desert with some, you know, so I, I would be out of my mind to not go on this journey with her, I think. Yeah. And amazing that I have a skill set that allows me to do it for sure. And, and, um, the ability to do it with her. And I don't know what that moment was other than when she asked, I immediately said, yes. I mean, I think it would be crazy not to. Well, it's pretty fortuitous that you studied film and here your mom, somebody who up until her mid-50s had never raced a car, never expressed giant interests. And all of a sudden, I think I'm going to go race around the world. I'm going to do it on seven continents. Yeah, why not? Sounds like fun. (laughs) (laughs) Like you do, Mark. Like you do. uh, Yeah. And, you know, and the fact that you studied film and here you go. It comes forward and you can do this with your mom and document this. I mean, it's the best of all worlds. And what a great opportunity. You know, I always ask my guests this next question about challenge or failure, something in your life that really challenges you. I I know you brought up being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Uh, It's an immune system disease, correct? Correct. Yeah. 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 And I don't know if that's what you want to touch on here, but you're welcome to, of course. Um, But I'd like to ask people of a great challenge they're faced with, and more importantly, how did they overcome it? How are they overcoming it? And what was the learning process there so that other people that might find themselves in a similar situation can see a different perspective than they're seeing, and perhaps you can inspire them? Well, I think something we all battle with is fear, right? Fear of our own abilities, our own capacity, our own strength, and our own weakness. I think that's something that is universal, right? Is that is the fear of the unknown or, or even in our job and everything. So I, I go through that in a million ways. I go through that in that I never feel like I'm good enough or I've achieved enough or I'm skilled enough to be doing what I'm doing. A. And then B, it's like I have the other part of it that there's fear of, and maybe it's CMS, but about how's my health going to be? How's my life going to, you know, like all of the unknown is enough to succumb to if you want it, right? If you really want to sit in it, you could certainly just sit in it for the rest of your life. And I think something for me is I think you have to constantly face that down and you have to stare at it and go, okay, well, I'm not going to be that. And I here's what I'm going to do. And, and here's who I am. And also, I just think you have to kind of face the wind with all of it and listen to yourself and do what you can do and understand that we're imperfect, we're incomplete, and we're certainly never going to be what we want to be, but, and we can never hold on to what's going to happen, right? So that's fear for me, whether it's like from 12 days from going to Africa, and I'm like, well, what if X, Y, and Z happens? And that is, and it's a lot of money, it's, it's a huge endeavor. So I think for me, it's just facing it down and understanding that I don't know, it goes back to you're exactly where you're supposed to be, right? Right. Yeah, it goes back to that same thing. And a day at a time. So <laughs> Yes, a day at a time. You know, my, my regular listeners will remember this. My father taught me this years ago. It was when I uh, first wanted to start to learn to surf. I grew up in Southern California and went down with a surfboard. And I'd been in the ocean a lot, but the waves were a little big. I kind of looked out there and I'm like, yeah, maybe this isn't a good day to be out here. And my dad said, what's wrong? Said, ah, yeah. And he goes, ah, are you afraid? 
And of course, you don't want to ever tell your dad you're afraid. But I finally go, yeah, I'm a little nervous about this. And he goes, well, you know what fear is, right? I said, what? He said, F-E-A-R, false evidence assumed real. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. Gave me a whole nother perspective. He goes, what do you think might happen if you go out there? Well, waves are going to crash on me. And I mean, you think you're going to die? Well, no. Well, so what? The waves crash on you. You can't catch a wave. You fall down. You sm- Okay. You learned something. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it, it's part of what you just said, living in the moment, being in the moment, enjoying just that, that paddle out, just sitting out there. Even if you don't catch a wave, they're a little too big for you, just like what you're doing. I mean, these adventures that you're going on in your mom or with your mom, I cannot imagine the what-ifs that could be racing through your minds. must be incredible. My dad is the saying where he's like, you know, you get over your skis. And I just think I'm constantly over my skis in life. <laughs> like, I'm just over my skis. And yeah. I'm, you know, but, and also all the emotions of doing something like this with your mom and she's in a car going as fast as she's able. And yeah. that's the person you love. It's one of the people you love most in the world. And obviously that's, there's a certain low grade panic that exists with me in these situations. It's yeah. like a constant. Of course. No, I low understand. Grade panic it's that almost I don't like, acknowledge. it's almost yeah. like a twist instead of the mom worrying about the child, the child's not worrying about the mom. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a flip there. Now, sure. you know, now, you know, well, and in the case of Paris to Peking or Peking to Paris, I mean, I followed you guys. I follow you guys. I mean, I feel like I'm a friend of your mom's because I'm just so infatuated with what she's doing. Well, it you just, are. It yeah. just, well, thanks. It blows me away. But you guys had a big challenge with this past one, didn't you? With the car. Oh, we did. So the car went down in Mongolia. So it was, we were coming into Ulaanbaatar and I was in, I was in the media car and I saw her on the side of the road. And so she got a tow into Ulaanbaatar. We got her to the Porsche Center there. There was dust in the filter. So she, we had, it, it's a very long story and kind of incredible how she got the car to Novosibirsk in Russia. But she had to, to basically ship out for five days of the race. And then um, Frances Tuthill and her field mechanic came out, Simon Redhead, and they put the car back together. But it still burned oil to St. Petersburg. And so... And then Francis brought the engine in his hand luggage and rebuilt that engine in 11 hours and oh was there by himself gosh. at Porsche in St. Petersburg. That man is so phenomenal. Wow. And put the engine back in. Them. And so, and then from there, the car was fine, but it was, we were going to Finland and then we were clipping through almost a country a night until we got to Paris. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, she burned a lot of oil. It, it was, you know, she, she didn't get to be as competitive as she wanted to be, but mm-hmm. but she made it, which for me is like the is all that mattered. It was like I don't care if you're dead last. We just have to get the car to Paris and not on a trailer. Like you have to. And then she was competitive in the European Cup and things like that. When you know everything kind of reset when we, when we got into Finland, but definitely I think frustrating in terms of you know the engine got compromised in Mongolia. Phenomenal, yeah. I'd- I was rooting for you guys. I'm like, oh, come on, <laughs> get it going again. <laughs> yeah, you go all that way. Well, do you have a really first special car in your life, a car that came into your, your life that meant something to you? You know, I, first special car, my grandmother has a Mercedes SL that sits in the garage that is so beautiful. Still one of my favorite cars. In terms of that, I mean, and then I have this 
356 that I've taken more photos of that car than anything I'll ever take photos of for the rest <laughs> of my life. Of course. So that's a pretty special car. But yeah, that's, that's in my thoughts. I mean, I think I am still kind of stuck on this like 1972 Mercedes that I'll get around to, to buying one day. Yeah, I think so. Do you have a car you've let go of your life? Any kind of seller's remorse story in your world? I'm only on my third car. I'm 32. I mean, I had you're just young. Had a Mercedes yeah. and a Mercedes, yeah. and then now I have a I have like a 2004 little Beamer that I'm nice. I'm going to hold on to till it's till it's all over. Yeah. Um, until and then I'll start again. But now I'm waiting to save up some more money to to get a get a special car, and that's going to be a little while. There you go. Well, 2004. That's a um, E46 car, right? Because uh, I've got an 05 yeah, M3. Got that. So yeah. yeah, they're great cars. I like engine. I like they're those cars. cars. Well, let's tell our listeners a lot more about Valkyrie Racing. I'd love for you to talk more about this. Uh, now, this show we're recording this show November 5th. It's going to air uh, December 9th. So you're getting ready to go off to Africa by the time. This show airs. You guys will have been there. I don't know if you'll have been done with it yet. It'll be in Africa when it airs, but okay. we'll be finished with the rally. There you go. Okay. Well, you're yeah. going to do great. I know that's it. But let me uh, ask <laughs> you uh, a bit about what you're anticipating, what this race you're about to go into in Africa is all about, and then also about this charity organization that you guys are doing uh, to raise money for awareness with child trafficking. So uh, take it away. So the East African Classic Safari Rally is 5,000 kilometers through Kenya and Tanzania. And it is honestly considered the most challenging rally. It, it used to, it's still it's coming back to the WRC circuit next year, but it is one of the most challenging rallies in the in the world. There's a there was a driver during Peking to Paris who's a fairly professional driver and said he's training five more years to do this rally. So I mean it is super challenging and really competitive. There's only 21 entries, I think, this year. Um, it's held every other year. And it's, it's as it's been described to me, like nothing I've ever seen. So it's going to be pretty grueling. My sister actually is going to navigate for my mom, which is oh, going to really? be an unbelievable experience for oh, both wow. of them. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm really excited about that because I think it's going to change. It's just these experiences change your life, right? Because they show you who you are. They test you. They push you. They change you in a really, really cool way. So she's going to be the navigator and she's brilliant and capable. And I think she'll do just fine. And, and I, I think everybody gets lost in this rally. But according to Richard Tudhill, expect to get lost 20% more potentially. I mean, it's because the roads change so much because of the, because of the rain. So. There's no recce. We're hitting the ground. It starts on the 26th, and then it's a nine-day rally. So head into Kenya, come back, or head into Tanzania, come back out, back into Kenya. And it's grueling. The stages are really long. It's about 600 kilometers a day, which is something we're used to. I mean, between Peru and Peking to Paris, we've done a lot of long days. So yeah, that's what we're going to see what happens. Just hoping to keep the, a 356 has never done the rally as far as I understand. So, and there's a reason because if you, obviously because of the structure of the car, it's not maybe ideal for, for these conditions, right? You probably truly want a 911 for this kind of rally. So a 356 has not, as far as I know, a competitor in this. So it's going to be another challenge for the car. It's going to be a challenge for my mom. It's going to be a challenge for my sister. And so it's 
it's definitely not going to be a, a breeze and it's a really, really uh, kind of difficult endurance situation on top of being really competitive. No doubt. Um, well, so, and it's open roads, so it's not closed roads and, and that's always another variable. Well, we wish you the best of luck and safety and, and everything. Tell us a little bit about Valkyrie Gives. My mom has a really fascinating story of how this kind of, this issue kind of grabbed her heart. But but we are raising money and giving money to for the fight against child trafficking. And I think human trafficking is a $32 billion industry. And you've got to check my numbers there. But it's it's a phenomenally terrifyingly huge problem and it in the states and around the world and it's one of these issues that there isn't a country we've been through that isn't affected by it i mean it's amazing as as i spend a, a lot of my time for the charitable element vetting and, and i'm in this world talking to people i think almost every country has a, a, an issue around this because it's a global issue it truly is so when we are headed to Africa, we're first going to go to Nairobi and we're going to, because we're giving to an organization there who lost their home that houses kids of, that are trafficked in Kenya. And so that's going to be our first start before we go to Mombasa to start the race. And so a lot of our time and effort is around this. I think if we didn't have this cause, it would be cool what we were doing, but not near as meaningful, I think, to all of us. And so we've been able to give in most countries we've been in, and we spend a lot of our time in those countries when we can, albeit it's a race, so we're not always being able to do it as much as we can, but we do give to institutions and foundations along our way. And it's a long vetting process. And so, but, but that's where our heart is. And so we're always raising money and, and, and always giving it where we can um, mm-hmm. in the places that we touch. Is there a, a place where listeners can go to help you with this, perhaps if they want it? give you money, donate money yeah, to help you with this? Where yeah. would they find out about you? It's, so it's ValkyrieGives.org, and you can just go there. Yeah, I'll make sure I put a link to that on Christina's show notes page. Uh, go check out the website, racevalkyrie.com, uh, Valkyrie Gives. If you have a way to help them, this is an incredible cause. Uh, when you start to dig into this, it's mind-boggling what's going on around the world with children. I mean, it's almost overwhelming. And the fact that what you're doing is so incredible and helping people and you're actually going there and seeing children like you'll see in Africa, it's it's pretty pretty darn great what you guys are doing. So check out the website. I'll make sure I put links to that. Christina, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com to check out the latest products for your ride and when you're ready to check out enter cars yeah in the coupon code and get 10 percent off your order that's edelbrock automotive performance since 1938 you take care of your cars 
but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars yeah website at carsyeah.com. All right, Christina, we are back, and I have a bit of an introspective question for you. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle, actually manifested as a vehicle, what would Christina be and why? There's a really obvious answer that I'm just I'm just shying away from, which is a Porsche 356. But what, what would I be manifested as? Yeah, I kind of think of it this way. Not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself and what your beliefs are, what you do, your morals, your ethics, how you act as a vehicle. It's a little challenging when you put it that way. <laughs> it's definitely an SUV, and I don't know I don't know why, but it's Okay. It's something that is like sort of a little high performancey. Just I don't know. What a, this is really concerning because I don't have a good answer. <laughs> Maybe it's a like an M class uh uh sport activity vehicle, BMW SAV. Uh, you know, still a SUV, but has a little bit more kick to it. How's that sound? <laughs> you know what? Sure, let's go with. Let's that. go I need with to come that. Back at some point, um, maybe after Antarctica, and I will have an excellent answer for this question. Okay, that well, I, I may hold you to myself that. Myself with now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we are entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that SUV throttle. So here we go. Well, what's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Learn. I learned on a. You have to learn on a stick shift. Ah, yay! All right. You have to know how to drive a stick shift. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Oh yeah, I would say do the things you want to do least first every day. Swallow that frog is what I say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Get it out of the way. Uh, It's terrible to let those things drag on and on and. It just wrecks your whole day. It destroys everything. Just get up and do it and moved on. You don't like exercising, but you know you should. Get up and do that first. Yeah, do that early. Yeah, early. How about a resource? Is there one out there that you think people should really get involved with? I kind of know about one. Of course, Valkyrie Get. Yes, absolutely. We got to plug that again for sure. At at minimum, I better do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or your boss will get get to you here. You don't want your mom (laughs) mad at you. If I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Senna. Oh, you know, he's one of my favorites, too. Why Why Ayrton Senna? I think I just, I'm fascinated by him. 
And I, I'd like to know more. I mean, I've I've watched a documentary and seen the film, but it's a pretty interesting figure to me. And that's well, I'll tell you. That's my immediate response on that. Well, on the back of my business card, got it in my hand. I have a Senna quote because I really like this quote. I think it's important, and it it has a lot to do with a little bit of what you were talking about earlier, and that is the past is just data. I only see the future. And the reason I love that is it talks about not letting the past wear you down. It's just a lesson, but you need to always be looking forward. It's a great metaphor to racing, of course, looking out of the windshield rather than the rearview mirror, always looking ahead to where you want to go. So interesting that you mentioned Ayrton. Yeah, I, I love him, too. That was a great documentary about him. And, of course, love oh watching him race. Yeah, just incredible, incredible driver uh, and passionate person. How about a book? Is there a book you've read you think our listeners would enjoy? There's this John Steinbeck book called Travels with Charlie in Search of America. Yeah. And I say this acknowledging that I haven't read it in 10 years. But there's <laughs> something about experiencing the world by car that you cannot, it, it, there's nothing like it. The fact that I've been able to drive from Beijing to Paris in a car is the coolest thing. Because you get to experience people and places in ways that you, you, you can't if you just take a plane and show up somewhere. Right. That book is always, it's kind of part of me in that it's John Steinbeck driving around America with his dog, Charlie. Great book. Great classic book, too. I'll remind our listeners, you can find all these great resources on Christina's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just go to CarsYow.com, type in Christina Brinkerhoff. And if you missed my talk with her mom, you can type Renee Brinkerhoff in there. And listen to that as well. I think you hear a lot of the same voice inflections here. I kind of feel like I'm almost talking to your mom a little bit. Pretty cool. All right. <laughs> we're a lot of time. Yeah. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. That's for sure. All right. We're up to the checkered flag here. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you a cool collector car, toy car, something fun for you to park in your garage. But there are some rules to my game in order for me to be able to get you this car. And they are this. You can't sell it. To fund your mom's racing or buy better cameras or buy a bunch of cars with, you got to keep it. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed around here. And it's the only one cool collector car you can park in your garage. So what's it going to be? The only one I can park in my car? You can only have one. You can have a daily or driver. In my garage? Yeah, yeah. You can have a daily driver, but this is the only one cool, let's call it a toy car you can have, collector car. It's going to be a pre-war Bentley. Oh, my goodness. Okay. That's pretty cool. What is yeah. it about the old Bentleys that you love so much? So, you know, I'm thinking to Paris, there's two classes. There's the classics, and then there's the pre-war cars. And seeing the pre-war cars roll through the Gobi Desert is one of the coolest visuals I may ever have. And so, I fell in love with those cars and, and filmed them and rode next to them for, you know, 36 days. So, yeah. that's probably why. Yeah. You know, I had uh, Joe Karish. As a guest on my show not too long ago, I got to spend a day with Joel at the La Jolla Concours. He has a 19, I hope I get this right, 32 Bentley and a two liter. And he, I think it's, I might have that wrong. Sorry, Joel. Uh, At any rate, I got to spend the day driving all around San Diego County uh, with he and a couple other very cool guys. One of them was a past, uh, Wayne Craig, a past guest here on the show. It was like no other experience I'd had to that date. Now, since then, I got to go on a, a ride in a 1913 Rolls-Royce on the Pebble Beach Tour, which was really cool. Two very different old cars, though, because 
the Rolls Royce was very uh, stately, I guess, but it was kind of an open, it was an open car. But Joel's car, he drives the pants. He's driven that car all over the world. Kind of like what your mom has done. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. Open car, fantastic day, incredible journey. Not an easy car to drive though. So no. Yeah. So I'm really fascinated that you picked that. Obviously, it's because of experiences and what you've seen out there, right? It's just, it's so beautiful. It's so, like, the lines, it's unbelievably beautiful. Now, maybe not the the best idea of <laughs> an answer considering how challenging it is of a car to drive, but hopefully it's all worthwhile. Well, of course it is, yeah. Well, I think that's uh, a testament to your uh, spirit for challenge and what you're doing right now, uh, which fits in with you very nicely that you would pick a car like that because they're not easy to drive. They're a handful. You got to work at it. Uh, but very rewarding when you're done. When Joel drove his car down from Northern California to La Jolla, he drove that car down 500-something miles. The next day, we spent all day driving it. The next day, he was it was on the lawn and won an award at the Concours. And that afternoon, he got in and drove back to Sacramento. Awesome. So cool. Guy's an animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you missed my talk with him, go and check it out. Really, really fascinating guy. He's a trial lawyer by day, but he is a true automotive enthusiast for the rest of his life. Christina, you've taken me on a great ride. I knew this would be fun. I'm really grateful for you spending some time. I know you guys are busy getting ready to head off to Africa. I wish you guys the best success and safety while you're there. I cannot wait to follow you guys. For you listeners out there, you can follow along. Go to their website of what's happening. Follow them on Facebook. Uh, they give daily posts. You'll see. You feel like you're part of the adventure. And, of course, you get to see some of these great shots and uh, video that Christina is taking of her mom and her sister, which is very cool. Maybe I need to get her on the show. It'll be the first. Oh, she's next. The, yeah, the first three-family part. That'll be cool. Could you uh, give us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you head off into the sunset in Africa in that pre-war Bentley? Ooh, you were the only thing in your way. So you have to get out of your way and go do the things you think you cannot do. That's fantastic. Really, really cool. A wonderful advice from a young woman who's been there and done that. And I'll remind our listeners, you can learn everything about what Christina, her mom, Renee, and her, and what's your sister's first name? Juliet. Juliet. What these three ladies are doing is absolutely incredible. I feel like a total wimp sitting here at home just talking to people. And you <laughs> guys are out here doing this. Uh, really, really cool. You can go to racevalkyrie.com. ValkyrieGives.org. Help them out. Look at what they're doing. I think you're going to have a fantastic time. Christina, say hello to your mom for me. Your sister, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and sharing your experiences with me and the Cars Yow listeners. Best wishes until you and I talk again. I'll see you down the road. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. 
Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.